Hello and welcome to the BBEG podcast channel. This week's episode was about character creation. Now, some of you might not have an hour to spare to listen to the podcast, so our man M has compacted it down to this video just for you. Before I start rambling, this is character creation with the BBEG podcast. We're rolling. Dice. <laughs> Camera. Action. Again, you can do this on paper or online and we personally recommend online because it does the maths for you and it gives you everything in the logical order you should do it in. If you're using the online version, you're going to see a whole list of options. They're things taken from the D&D books and popular culture as well. These are all things you can incorporate into your character build. They're also things that will come into play as your character levels up and as they grow throughout the game as well. There is a lot there and if you're ever unsure, always check in with your DM. But if you want to keep it simple, why not turn them all on? Now, before we start, have a think about what type of character you might want to play. Do you want something conventional like the strong fighter, the dexterous rogue, the studious wizard or even the charismatic bard? Or do you want something unconventional, like the unlikely barbarian or the not-so-naturally-gifted sorcerer? You can even take inspiration from your favourite film or books. At the end of the day, it's about a character that you're going to enjoy playing. If you've got your idea about what you want to play, let's head over and check out those races. There are some amazing races for you to choose from, each with their own pros and cons, depending on the type of character you want to make. If you're after a character with amazing magical ability, depending on what class you're going to choose, I would recommend the Elves, as there are three subclasses for you to make your own. There's the High Elf, the Wood Elf, and the Drow, each coming with their own bonuses. The High Elf will boost your intelligence, the Wood Elf will boost your wisdom, and the Drow will boost your charisma. If you're after a character that excels in physical strength, then maybe look at the Dragonborn or the Half Orcs. If you want a character that is a little bit sneaky and a little bit nimble to be able to navigate the terrain, then maybe have a look at the Halfling with their advantages and dexterity. Now you know what race your character's gonna be, it's time to start thinking about their class. I just made myself a coffee when the camera stopped recording. Perfect timing. <laughs> there are so many to choose from and each have pros and cons, so we're gonna break it down for you really, really quickly. Barbarian! You want a character that can slash their way through a fight? You want that primal physicality that's backed up when you choose to rage when the party goes loud? This one is for you. Oh, this is so not tuned. I've not played my guitar in so long. That's not a C. Wow! The Bard! Do you want to play someone whose musical prowess gives them access to magic? Do you want to inspire your adventuring team with a little ditty? Do you want to seduce the dragon? Bard's for you, mate. <laughs> I hated that. Why did I do that? That's not written in the script. I'm sorry, Em. I'm deviating. Ooh. The cleric. Now I know what you're thinking. I don't want to be a priest. Well, what if I told you that this priest has a warhammer? This priest can smite down enemies with the wrath of their god. This priest has a thick ass set of armor. <laughs> the druid. Do you want to play a character whose flower power actually means something? Do you want the ability to turn your neighbor's cat into a ferocious bear? 
I know I do! This magic user packs a thorny punch. The Fighter! Do you want to be the classic adventurer who gets to wear armor and smite down the evils of the world? Then get your sword and let's go. The Monk! Do you want to be a master of unarmed combat with the elemental energy to give you that boost? Then don your robes, because this class is for you. The Paladin! Do you feel like swearing an oath and standing up for what is right? The divine power will protect you as you fight the evils of this world. You, my friend, are a paladin. Ranger, do you want to be firing arrows around nature? Do you want to live out your legolas fantasies? Do you want your best friend to be a bunch of woodland creatures like you're in a Disney film with a little bit more bloodshed? Then arranges for you! The Rogue! Now, The Rogue is personally what I am playing in my first D&D 5e campaign because I wanted to be one with the shadows. I wanted to sneak around the enemies to get that bonus sneak attack. I want to be lockpicking doors to open up areas to me and the party. This is why I chose a Rogue. The Sorcerer! Do you just want to... Show off to the party how gifted you are naturally of magic. Learning a load of spells, whether that be picking it up like that through scrolls or gifted to you through your bloodline. You could be a showy bugger if you choose playing a sorcerer. The warlock. I'm gonna do usually get teeth. The warlock, warlock, warlock horns. Is that that's warlock horns? M didn't write this down either. Do you want your magical powers to be from signing your soul away to a higher being, thus gifting you access to some amazing magical attacks? Then grab your quill and sign your soul up to being a warlock. I'm not sure why I chose to do this voice. I didn't warm up. It hurts. And lastly, the wizard. Do you want to be the most intelligent person in the room? Everyone does. Do you want access to a massive variety of spells? Do you want to specialize in a school of magic that will give you some unique powers? Well then, you're a wizard, Harry. On to abilities. Abilities, which is where we start to have fun with our character creation. But first, always check with your DM on their preferred method of ability scores. There are three ways to build them. Standard array, point by, and manual rolling. And we're gonna cover all three, so listen up. Standard array. This is really handy if you are a new player or even specifically a new group who have never played for the first time. You all get given the same list of scores. They're pre-generated, you can find them in the book or even online. What makes your character different to everyone else at your table is where you put those scores. So for example, if you are playing a Barbarian and the lowest score you can get in this list is an 8, you're not going to want to put that 8 in your strength. What's the point? You're going to be pushed over before that journey begins. However, if you are a wizard, you might want to put that 8 in your strength because strength is not something that you're concerned about as a wizard. Okay, you're a bit fragile. However, when you've got a score like 15, which is the highest you can have on that list, you will want to put that in your intelligence because that is where your spell modifier for all your attacks comes from. You need to look at what works for your character. And don't forget, your racial bonuses still come into play. The second method is a point by system. Every ability score starts on 8. Simple. And then you have a pool of 27 points that you get to share around all of the 6 abilities. 
Think of the game Fallout, for example. There is a cap to how many points you can put in one ability at a time, and that cap is nine. So that is the maximum you can put. But you also need to think, those 27 points will go fast. So if I have Charisma, which is on an eight, and I decide to add six to it, that becomes a 14. But that 27 has now become 21, and I've got 21 points to share around five other abilities. Five other abilities. <laughs> the final one, manual roll. This is my preferred method, and it's fun. It makes you feel a bit more, ooh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. But what you do is you take four D6s. Now, if you don't know what that is, that is a normal dice. And if you don't have any on you, go raid that Monopoly board game that's still hiding in your cupboard to this day. You all know you've got it. What you wanna do is you take four dice and you roll them. So let's say we have a six, two fives and a two. You're gonna take the lowest score, throw it away, and then you're gonna add the other three together. So the two fives and the six make 16. That is one score. Now you're gonna repeat this another five times. So you do it six times in totals, one for each ability score. So let's say we've got 16, 14, 12, two tens and an eight by the time we're done. That eight's looking pretty sad. Now, there is a slight loophole. If you wanna get rid of that eight, you can re-roll, however, the catch is, if you're going to re-roll, you have to re-roll them all. So if you want to say goodbye to that 8, kiss that 16 goodbye. But who knows? You could end up with totally better scores. Or you might not. It's your risk. <laughs> okay, and now we have the ability scores. Let's work out all the additional numbers on your character sheet, such as your health points, your initiative, and your armor class. Didn't think you were rid of me yet, did you? It's now time to talk health. Now, for you lucky ones who have decided to make your character on D&D Beyond, you'll see that your health has already been generated. But for those of you who have chosen to do it by paper, all you're going to do is take the hit die that is set to your class that you can find in the player's handbook and add your constitution modifier to it. If we're looking at classes like a sorcerer and a wizard, you're going to be using a D6. If we're talking bards, clerics, druids, monks, rogues and warlocks, you want a d8. Fighters, paladins and rangers, grab that d10. And the lucky barbarians, grab that d12. Now typically for a first level, you start at the full number of that dice. So if it's a d6, it's 6. If it's a d10, it's 10. Plus the modifier. So if that's a plus 2 on that modifier, that 10 becomes a 12. If you are a wizard or a sorcerer, you want a good constitution. I cannot stress this. You guys are fragile. I love these characters. I play them the most. You are fragile. <laughs> Take the constitution. For armor class, or AC, this will be affected if your character is wearing armor or carrying a shield. Most characters won't get fancy armor. Wizards, unfortunately, this one is for you. This is how to calculate your unarmored AC. You take the score of 10, and you add whatever your dexterity modifier is. Let's say your dexterity modifier is a plus three. Take that, add the 10, it gives you 13. Be sure to check out any hidden defense features or bonuses you may have. For example, a sorcerer with a draconic bloodline does not have an unarmored starting score of 10. They have it as 13 and they get to add the dexterity modifier on top of that. Now, if you're picking up armor, be sure to check out the player's handbook as it will tell you what your base score is 
and if you get to add your dexterity modifier on top of that. Let's work out your initiative score and it does get quite complicated so I'm going to slow it down but I trust you to keep up. You take your dexterity modifier that you got from your ability scores and you put it in the initiative box. Did you get that? Did you get that? Nice. That's... That's literally it. <laughs> your initiative is used when it's time for a scrap with the enemies. You roll a d20, you add your initiative, and then the DM can make a list out of everyone's scores of when people will come in the fight. Why did this section take me three minutes to record? <laughs> Next up, the description of your characters. This is where you can add in any other information about your character. Things like, what other tools or skills are you proficient in? What other languages do you speak? outside of your race's mother tongue. This is also where you add your character's traits, flaws, and any physical characteristics. Things like, are they tall? Are they short? What are their lifestyles like? Where did they come from? What drew them to this campaign in particular? Whilst this will not have an effect on the way the dice are thrown, this will help you be able to role play around the table, especially when it's looking at how you interact with other players and other characters. This doesn't have to be a huge description. You can start small with something like the character is six foot four and built like a brick house. Delve further into that. Do they try and hide their height? Does this represent itself in a hunch as they walk? Do they hide in the back of crowds? Write all of this down and it will help you navigate the wonderful world your DM has created. Lastly, for the basics of building a character, your character's equipment. My equipment is quite simple really. You get to choose what you start your adventure off with. And this can range from weapons to heirlooms to arcane focuses for our magical friends. You could even choose something as random as 1000 bull bearings. Don't ask, just do it. They're really handy. Are they? Because I have not found a goose for mine yet, Em. Why am I carrying around a thousand ball bearings? Please tell me. Now, for anyone not sure where to find this, if you're looking in the player's handbook, you will find this in the section under your class. Simple. Done. And that is it for this episode of the BBEG Podcast Episode 1 Character Creation Recap. What character are you playing at the minute in your campaign? Let us know down below, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next Thursday for episode two, the full podcast where we discuss character backstory. Thank you very much from M, from Hattie, and from me, Will. Look after yourselves. See you next time, adventurer.